Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It is. And The Zone Sports Network. So you're telling me the rallying cry will be, give me liberty twice or give me forfeits? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot to that has to take place. I mean, number one, all BYU has contracts with all these schools uh, to play. And, um, and so when, even if they say, hey, we're not going to play you, we're just going to play league games, then that's a whole nother can of worms is what you do with those contracts. Uh, so, you know, I could see attorneys getting involved and all that. But, uh, but yeah, that's just one option is uh, playing Liberty twice, playing New Mexico State twice. Uh, and, and, you know, and who knows what's going to happen with Notre Dame. They've got the scheduling agreement with the ACC, but but that doesn't take care of all their games. So, you know, maybe BYU would play Notre Dame twice, and I'm sure people would, would love that around here. All right, that was Jay Drew from This Morning with DJ and PK. It's your split story of the day. Of course, BYU, like everybody else, Gordon, kind of wait, waiting and seeing what, what is possible come the fall for a college football season. And, of course, one of the, the things that's been suggested is playing conference only, as Jay alluded to right there, putting uh, independents, including BYU, into an awkward spot. Uh, Jay does a nice write-up in the Deseret News talking about all this, uh, and uh, he has comments from Duff Tittle and others, uh, but uh, basically, uh, Dennis Dodd reported that the independents had all talked, Gordon, about scheduling each other, but added that BYU and Notre Dame were not included uh, in that uh, in that statement. So uh, Jay, amongst other things, got uh, basically a comment out of BYU, more or less, and hopefully I'm accurately paraphrasing here, but basically. Tom almost said, yeah, we're in the mix. I mean, I've, they haven't said they've had official conversations or conversations with everybody at once, but Tom's obviously talked uh, to these other schools about what may or may not happen uh, if the if uh, everybody else goes conference only. So that part of the conversation, maybe it wasn't official conversation, but Tom, I mean, Tom's exploring, just like every athletic director out there is exploring. So maybe it comes down to all the independents play each other a time or two, Gordon. Maybe a home-and-home with uh, New Mexico State. What do you think? Well, first of all, why would Notre Dame and BYU not be in those conversations? Are you Uh, kidding me? Notre Dame because they'll just play with the ACC. Yeah, but they don't have enough of those games, do they? Well, they are contracted to play five a year, but maybe the uh-huh. ACC expands just to include them for an entire conference, just for a, you know, emergency situation. I don't know. But Notre Dame also does their own thing, right? I mean, let's not forget the the arrogance that comes along with them. You know, they they're probably saying, "Hey, we'll do what we want to do. If we want to play USC, that's what we're going to do." I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well. And and those uh, those other schools of for other conferences, you can say, hey, only play conference games. But if Notre Dame's on the phone, you're going to make room for them. See, that's what maybe they're betting on, right? That everyone I, I, everyone many, says quarantine, be darned. Notre Dame's coming to town. How many uh, how many independents are there? Austin, we listed them before the show. There's Liberty, UMass, UConn, uh, New Mexico State, New Me- Army, Army, and Navy. No, not Navy. Oh no, they're in the. 
Uh, the AAC. UMass, UConn, Army, Notre Dame, New Mexico State, BYU. BYU. I think that's it. Yep. Yeah, I think that's it. So what do we got, seven? Uh, five, right. How many did I just name? Five. Well, all right. So you well, might be playing some of those schools twice. Not, yeah, I'd say. Is play, which, is, which is better, playing New Mexico State once or playing them twice? I think if it means BYU playing football, you'd take them twice, right? Yeah, I I suppose we're all hungry for sports. For some sport. here's, here's the list. BYU Army, UMass UConn, Liberty, New Mexico State, Notre Dame. So, yes, that's uh, seven. Yeah. Total. Yeah. If you count Notre Dame. Right. That's what I thought. All right. Well, uh, I just don't know whether fans are going to go for that, man. That's... One, one, you've got the concerns. If you're planning on having fans, you've got the concerns about the virus. And are you, is it worth it to you to go out into a group setting to watch New Mexico State for the second time? I, I, I got my doubts about that. So I, I think about it a little bit differently. Gordon, um, if the faucet is all the way turned off and it's at zero and there's a lot at stake, anything that they are able to bring in is greater than zero. So whatever you can feasibly do to wrap your brain around it to make it happen is better than nothing. Unless it's going to make you sick. Whatever you're able to do, I guess I'm calculating that into my statement there. Whatever well, that, you're you're able to accomplish, I think that, they're going that, to try and do. So that's more than zero. And if it has to doubt. be zero, I guess it's going to be zero. But what what they're going to do is try and have it be something. And if that's playing a game against New Mexico State twice with no fans, at least you can put it on TV. And maybe it's thirty percent of what you would make. Maybe it's twenty percent of what you'd make. But it's more than zero. Okay, so are there going to be fans or not? Because in listening to the uh, some of the school presidents, a couple of them around the country, they made it sound like there would be fans in the stands. And that, that seems like that's a giant leap. Uh, when I hear Dr. Fauci talk, uh, that's not the tone he takes. Well, I don't know who these school presidents are talking to. I mean, they're getting advice from somebody. Uh, but I, I mean, that seems like something that you couldn't conclude at this point. I don't know how you could definitively say that at this point in time here on the 5th of May. Uh, That seems like I would agree with you a bit of a leap, but I I don't know. I don't do this for a living and I don't know who they're, uh, uh, you know, or event planning or whatever for a living. And I don't know who they're talking to. I'm not I'm not sure, Gordon, but that does that seems like maybe a bit of a leap to me. Like what the the Miami Dolphins laid out seems way more realistic to me and and thinking maybe you could operate at 25 percent capacity. Here's how that would happen. You know, those sorts of why would you? Why? What's the difference? I mean, if you can, if you can have a schedule that includes other conference members, but doesn't include uh, non-conference games, then why can't you do both? If it's safe to do one, why wouldn't it be safe to do them all? 
Yeah, I'm not sure, Gordon. I think it depends on the logistics that conferences come up with. And maybe it's a starting point. I don't know. It's only one of the options. But it's one that BYU's got to be worried about, I would think. Yes. I mean, if everything's 100% back to normal, then, yeah, BYU's not worried about anything. The, what's I, the likelihood of that? And what do you do if it's not that, which seems more likely, right? Yeah. And so seem... one one of the plans is maybe you just limit the games to conference games, make it quick and dirty and get it over with. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, those unknowables are come into play here. I just don't know what the difference is between playing nine games and playing 12. I Because really, is starting, say, at the end of September any different than starting at the beginning of September? Yeah. Other than I mean, what's, you need- what's going to happen in that in that three or four week period that's going to give everybody the green light? Well, I mean, other than they they need ramp up time, and right now the the brakes are still on, right? So yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there there's so much that could change between now and then, but there's also so much that couldn't. But I don't know how you could definitively say one way or another. That's why I like. Uh, again, just referring to this Dolphins plan, and maybe we get more into it later. That's what I kind of liked about it. It's like, all right, we're going to pragmatically think about this thing, and if we're able to pull off this much, and because this is the the most that we're we're saying we're able to do safely, well, then that, that makes a lot of sense to me. As opposed to just, well, we're planning on doing it. Uh, I don't think I don't think life is going to be that simple again for a while. Give me the abbreviated version of the Dolphins. Well, plan. we're we're way over. Let's let's get okay. into it uh, coming up here in, in a little bit. We can maybe dive into it and what's going on. I do need to tease. Dennis Lindsay is going to be on the show today. Gordon, uh, he has a press conference via Zoom at three. He's going to join us immediately after. We're thinking that's going to be around three thirty. But with these things, uh, we're never sure uh, right on the uh, button when he's going to join us. But he will be on the show today in the 3 o'clock hour. So we're certainly looking forward to that. Bowler is going to be on the show, Gordon, as we talked about last week, for the entire 5 o'clock hour. So that's going to be fun. We'll talk to uh, Craig Bowler, Jack, uh, during the 5 o'clock hour. I'm sure he'll have plenty to say about what Dennis Lindsay has to say uh, coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. So it's, uh, it's a very busy day. It's a good day. Uh, yeah, you bet. Gordon, uh, we can bring up this uh, this Miami Dolphins uh, plan if you want. It might require a little bit more time to really sink our, our teeth into, and we're expecting Dennis Lindsay during the 3 o'clock hour, hopefully. But basically what's happened is they're kind of the first stadium, really, to release a plan of this sort, Gordon. Uh, they talked about it on Good Morning America uh, today. I'll just read some of the quotes from their CEO and team president. Quote, uh, we would have times to come in uh, for security at different gates so people would be separated out in terms of when they enter the stadium. They would, uh, We would exit the stadium much like a church environment where each row exits so people aren't filing out at the same time in a herd. Um, they had uh, mock-ups talking about uh, how fans would go to it and how the layout would work. Gordon, this this I found interesting. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium holds 65,000 people with this layout, and to keep everybody separate enough, they could only have about 15,000 fans. Uh, and then they'd work concessions different, order from your seat as opposed to wait in line. Uh, but uh, that's kind of the that's kind of the gist of it. Boy, I'll tell you, I would uh, I would like to hear uh, from uh, Dr. Fauci on something like that, whether he thinks that would 
be a good way to go about it because I'm I'm not qualified to say one way or the other. But at least it is an idea. I mean, you know, people are thinking and trying to think of some way that uh, sports can resume and, and be enjoyed. If if it can be done safely, I'm all for it. I, it's just that's a big if. So I, what I like about it, Gordon, and I'm sure there's holes that you can poke in this thing. I'm sure if we went through it with a, a fine-tooth comb, there's a mountain of what-ifs. But what I like about it is that we're starting to expand our thinking on how can we exist, how can we operate, how we can minimize risk, uh, because this situation is not going anywhere next week it's we're gonna have to evolve the way that uh, that we think about different things and that that goes for business in fact that's a that is a um, uh, they get a lot of that task they have to think about a lot of that task you, you know the the state and and the government I think are finding ways to help I know the state for small businesses is uh, you can apply to get PPP you know gloves and those sorts of things which are kind of hard to come by I think that's really great but I think we're gonna have to adjust the way that we do things for a while and get done as much as we possibly can and whether this is the perfect solution or not Gordon uh, uh, like you said I don't feel qualified really to answer that but what it is is it to start? It's a it's a it's a start, and yeah, it's in a state where the governor has a, a little bit different approach than some of the other states, which probably allowed it to to more easily uh, be the first to at least come up with a plan. But you know, you're starting somewhere, and maybe, and I have no doubt that the good folks here at Vivint Smart Home Arena, you know, John Kimball and and his crew are going over that with a fine tooth comb and going, okay, what are some of the ideas that they have, and maybe can we apply them that to a, a plan of our own, and maybe we can come up with something bigger and better. But what we're doing is we're thinking about it, right, and we're having the conversation about it, and we're we're trying to, and and Gordon, maybe it is 100% impossible. And that's the conclusion everybody comes to. But what does it hurt to think about it? What does it hurt to plan or, or th- figure out what we're actually capable of? As long as it is governed by good health policy. And that, that obviously is, is the foundation for the whole thing. But I like that. I like the creative thinking. I like looking for solutions. Because this is something that obviously is a big part of our lives, Jake, and, uh, and those who listen to our station generally are connected to sports somehow, and they would love to have that kind of opportunity if, 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 if. Yeah. Yeah, there's some ifs. I got it. That's what I was saying. I mean, there's a mountain of them in there, I'm sure. But it's a place to start. You know. Jake, one thing that really came home to me again as I was talking with uh, Dr. Angela Dunn this morning um, is that we're in this for the long haul, that there isn't a quick and easy solution. And, and this kind of thinking is productive, I think. So you can have, you can have some, some uh, structure in place to bring about some normalcy, even though it won't be completely normal until that vaccine is uh, is readily available. I, that, that's, re- that's really the only way it can return to, uh, to what we're used to uh, before all this happened. And in the meantime, what can we do to, to uh, enjoy our lives 
to to get a taste of normalcy, even if it is just twisted a little differently. And I I just want to say this is my personal opinion. It's about so much more than just normal. Yeah, like yeah, some jazz basketball would make us feel normal again. But but I mean. I, I apply this logic to everything. Like we've we've, we've got to get it, figure out a way to get things moving again, and sports is a big part of that. It's I mean there there's millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of jobs and and people that make that go. And so, it, you know, it it is more than just wow. I can't wait to get back to normal. It's we've got to figure out a way to live lives. You know, like it, we have to figure out a way to help our folks in the in the restaurant industry. And I give them. Uh, a tremendous amount of credit for being adaptable. I mean, Gordon, how many how many partner profiles have we had where they uh, where they talk about like, okay, well, th- this is a bit of a challenge for us, but here's what we're doing. Yes. You know, I I think all that stuff is is absolutely productive, and and believe it or not, I think that will have a benefit for generations to come. You know. When we've been faced with obstacles, what solutions do we come up with? And so, I mean, we talk about sports, and that applies to sports, but it applies so much just across the board. And we'd all, you know, of course, love to get back to normal, but we need to get – society needs to move as much as it can. How long do you think uh, that this will – this – the overall effect of this will will be in play? Because even if – let's say they come up with a vaccine – by next spring, um, okay. Well, we got some time between now and then, and that pushes things back. How long do you think we're going to feel some remnants of this, Jake? Longer than that. You think it'll be a year, two years, three years? Um, well, I I'm not qualified to answer that. Uh, you know, I'd listened to Doctor Dunn and other epidemiologists about developing a vaccine, but I'll tell you this: there are plenty of viruses out there that don't have vaccines. And they've been working on a few of those for a long, long time. So, I mean, there's there's no guarantees if that's what folks are looking for. That's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm looking for a vaccine. I'm <laughs> like, it, it, we, we're going to have to figure something out between now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah, some adjustments and, uh, and some limitations. Uh, that's all it is all there is to it but that is the only way that we can we can get back to what we what we were used to at one time uh that vaccine because people have to somehow find some immunity to this thing and there are other things that do float around out there but uh, this seems to have grabbed the world just absolutely in its grip and uh done a lot of paralyzing well, we got to think about ways to to make it happen, man. That's that's what I like about the plans. We'll see how well, what it goes. If those, what if those things are incompatible? What if they're not? What if they are? Well, I know where we're at right now. <laughs> so if we could work it about uh, a way of making it better and improving some things, then I'm all for it. Bring it on. I'm all for making it better. Yeah, 100%. All right, stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.